Okay. Uh, game at Washington uh, in Seattle, first of all. Um, really a tale of two halves. I mean, in the first half, we were outstanding, uh, particularly on offense. I mean, defense, I shouldn't say we're outstanding on defense. We we did some good things on defense in the first half. We were better in the second half on defense, and the offense was was the exact opposite. We uh, we were outstanding in the first half. Uh, you know, after the first two drives faltered, we had four straight touchdown drives, um, over 300 yards of offense, a bunch of first downs, and uh, really probably our best half of football uh, maybe of the season. Um, and in the second half, it was I've been coaching a lot of years, and I've never seen a uh, such a dramatic difference in, in two halves by by uh, you know by an offense. And we went from from uh, outstanding to not being able to do much of anything in the second half. And and there was really no uh, <clears throat> you know schematically, Huskies didn't do much different. They they went a little more middle closed in the second half uh, structure and and. Uh, Maybe just a hair less pressure, but but uh, there's really no explanation for it. I mean, I've watched the film three times and and uh, can't uh, can't tell you why we were so uh, productive in the first half and had so much. Uh, you know, we blocked well, we we caught well, we threw well, we ran well, uh, we did so many good things. And then, you know, had we just done half of that in the second half, we probably could have come away with a victory, but. But uh, anyway, give credit to Washington. They played well. They're a good team, really good team, uh, number five in the country, and uh, came out and played much better in the second half. And and uh, like I said, we just for whatever reason couldn't generate any offense. So so now we move on. Uh, Going to go to uh, Tucson, another road trip. Uh, Arizona's playing very well. They're seven and three, coming off a win against uh, Colorado. Uh, got a lot going for them. The new the quarterback is really. Uh, Done well, uh, uh, you know. Delora was the starter early in the year, and then got hurt, and Fafita took over, and they really haven't looked back since then. And and uh, he's completing nearly 75% of his balls, and and uh, really uh, has been a, a spark for him, I guess you could say. And so it'll be a tough game for us. Um, as I mentioned, two seven and three teams, yeah. and uh, you know we're going to have to play well. We're going to have to play extremely well to uh, to get a victory. And so uh, that's where we're at. And uh, Justin, why don't you lead us off? I didn't forget about you this week. It says, can you give us your uh, assessment of the Arizona quarterback in Alcadena? I think he's a playmaker. He's uh, you know, he's not the biggest guy. He's 5'11-ish. Uh, but he's uh, extremely uh, savvy in the pocket. Uh, he's doing a good job running the offense, a really good job. Um, you know they're they're getting uh, 30 plus points and you know four something a week uh, or just about four somewhere in that range, but uh, he's uh, he's he's impressed me. You know what I've seen on tape, he's been very impressive and and I guess that's why uh, even though uh, Delora is now healthy and able to play, they haven't switched back. They've they've stayed the course with uh, the Fafita kid. So, uh, Jed Fish in the past has, has been um, very complimentary of you and and your program. And the culture, you know, he he said that he's trying to build what you know what you've built. Do you see any similarities between you know what you guys are and what he's trying to turn that group into? Well, I think they're doing a great job. I'll tell you that. I mean, they've uh, he's got that thing turned. I mean, it was uh, you know he started uh, from scratch and 
and rebuilt it his way, and, and uh, they're, they're playing really good football right now. And, um, you know, as far as similarities, uh, you know, I have to be closer to the program to, to give you a better uh, idea of that, but I just know that they're, they're winning and, and playing sound football, and they play hard. And they've recruited real well. That's that's probably the and of course that's always the biggest factor is is recruiting and they've done a really nice job in the last three years of uh, infusing talent into the program. Coach on Saturday the the tone was more somber and frustrated, you know, a mix of those two somber and frustration between you and the, the players, more so than the other losses this season. How do you prepare your team for the final two games to avoid the letdown? Yeah, well the same way we did uh, you know, we've lost to you know, Oregon and Oregon say, well, we lost to three top ten teams, I guess. So, so uh, you got to take the same approach. Understand that that uh, there's more football to be played. You got to rebound. You got to respond. And uh, our team has been, uh, you know, good at that this year, at least the first couple times. And and we got to do the same thing this time around. So there's no difference in in our mindset and how we uh, approach it. Uh, got to put it behind you. I mean, you learn from it. You can't just ignore it. You, you watch the tape. You learn from from the tape and, and uh, figure out your deficiencies and, and what you got to work on and and then move forward. And again, said the same thing the last couple uh, losses. Don't let the same team beat you twice and, and avoid the hangover. And so uh, we lead on the leadership of the team a lot. We lead on lean on the coaches, uh, setting the tempo and setting the, setting the mindset and uh, move forward. When you look at the tape, is there anything dramatic that you see that you can take from this game and move on to it? Well, what's really dramatic is how well we functioned as an offense in the first half. Like I said, we had over 300 yards, and we were on pace for, what, 56 points and 600-plus yards? I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, that's you know, very good offense. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. But again, we went from a from a, as productive as we can be to as you know the least production. I mean, it was it was a complete uh, reversal, a complete 180. And and again, you know, same guys came out of their tunnel, Washington tunnel. There's no different players or or scheme. It was just uh, you know the roles were reversed in the second half. You said in the immediate aftermath that it was your initial impression that you would need to double check that maybe the offensive line hadn't played quite as forcefully in the run game wasn't quite as effective as that. That, yeah, that we we everything I said positive about us in the first half can be flipped in the second half. We didn't throw the ball as well. We didn't catch the ball as well. We didn't run the ball as well. We didn't run block as well. We didn't pass protect as well. It was just it was it was two different two different complete uh, uh, outcomes in each half. I know you said that you watched the film three times, and you, you know you can't really come up with what changed. I mean, did any of your assistants, you know? Come up with a theory about We've, why. <laughs> nope. We, you know, it's just. Uh, you know, I wish we had an answer, but, but again, you know, the play calling was very similar as far as our approach. Um, you know, there was no dramatic change in the weather. I mean, there, there was really nothing that uh, you know you can really pin it to. It was just great execution and production in the first half. Not so good in the second half, to put it mildly. When you look through your coaching career, I mean, how difficult has this season been in comparison to others, knowing with all the injuries and everything you've had? The most difficult. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, and uh, but again, as I said over and over, nobody cares. It's just you know part of the game, and you got to deal with it and move forward. And uh, no one's going to feel sorry for you. And you just got to to uh, win with the guys you got. That's the bottom line. Devon Bailey's averaging about six catches, 90 yards per game in the last three weeks. He's right. only two touchdowns in the season in the last three weeks. 
why this growth in his in his uh, output over the last three days? Well, you know, it's it's. Uh, you know, we, we, he's been our number one receiver all season long, but we haven't targeted him as much as we needed to in those first uh, several ball games. Um, made a concerted effort to get him more targets in the last three or four weeks. Uh, it's paid off in a lot of ways. You know, he has had his most production in the last three or four weeks, and so we just uh, should have done a better job as coaches of getting him the ball early on. That's that's probably the the easiest answer I can give you. The most, most succinct call. answer. You had a tough call at uh, tight end. Uh, uh, to get first down. Yeah. Do you get explanations during the game? During the game, very uh, brief, uh, generalized explanations, and I guess the guy thought he saw a push-off. So that was the explanation. Not yeah. to put you in a spot here. Did you see a push-off? I did not. I did not see a push-off. No, did not see that. But I'm not the rusher. I'm not the official. But, so you uh, make contact, but they actually thought he went. That was that was the, the uh, explanation I got. Is there was a, a shove that called se caused separation, but I you know I've looked at it dozens of times and, and haven't seen that. So going back to the injuries, you mentioned how Jaquinnon has been just kind of gutting it out, being a warrior. Mm -hmm. Now that you're at three losses, do you start? Potentially looking at maybe shutting him down, maybe shutting other guys down who are in a similar situation. No, not at all. I mean, we we never, we would never let uh, a record or wins and losses dictate the, the the safety of a player or the health of a player. It's you know if he feels good to go and he's ready, then uh, we go. And so that that doesn't enter into the equation. It's completely dependent upon the the safety of the player and where he is uh, physically and how ready he is. So with with this weekend already coaches losing their jobs over the weekend for different things and the transfer portal opening up for those teams. With that being what it is, are you trying to find out the decision with Cam and Brandt earlier, or how do you kind of manage that knowing you, you have to look? Yeah, that's uh, it's not just Cam and Brandt. We've got uh, probably a dozen guys in that boat that uh, – that at the end of the year, you know, do I test the waters in the NFL? Do I come back for another year? I mean, there's there's quite a few guys. And to answer your question, we've already begun those discussions. And I think I said uh, a week or two or three ago that what used to be taboo and you wait till the end of the season to handle all that type of business, it's too late by then. And so you got to get a good idea and a good handle on what you're expecting uh, from those guys that, uh, that have the uh, option to go either way. And... And uh, like I said, we've already done that, and we've we're uh, you know it's not we haven't we don't have all the answers, but we've got a good idea what to, what to expect. Kyle, given the you know the injuries and you know the offensive struggles, the fact that this season can still be you know nine regular season wins, ten wins with a bowl game, does that seem a little remarkable, just given all <laughs> the injuries and all the troubles? I'm very proud of our guys for what they've accomplished so far. To be seven and three right now is is uh, you know a tribute to our players and their toughness and the. And the depth of our of our uh, roster, and uh, so yeah, already proud of what they've accomplished. But you know, we take it one week at a time, and if we can get to eight wins this week, then then uh, that'll be a big positive for us. Kyle, there are a lot of players who go to the transfer portal, and playing time can be an issue, and all that all mm -hmm. across the country. The right. program. Do you chart your program and see, you know, take a depth chart at the start of the season or in the spring and see how many snaps guys who are twos and threes. Oh yeah, we've got that all mapped out. Yeah, I can. How much do they the twos and threes? Well, it's different. You know, typically you're going to have about 15 to 18 guys on each side of the ball that really factor in, and so that's going to be you know 35, 40 guys. You know, when you count specialists that really make up the what 95% of your reps. 
uh, for the team. And then uh, there's also special teams guys that don't really play much at all on offense and defense, but are major special teams contributors. But as far as the O and the D, like I said, 15 to 18 that that are integral part of what you're doing. And, and uh, so what, one and three quarter deep, I guess, one and a half deep.